0: Welcome to Slaking Thirst, a podcast that's all about bringing the thirst deep within our hearts for love and communion to the heart of Christ, a divine heart, who is seeking our love and communion in return. The hope is that the two thirsts would meet and both thirsts would be slaked. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. At that time, John summoned two of his disciples and sent them to the Lord to ask, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? When the men came to the Lord, they said, John the Baptist has sent us to ask you, Are you the one who is to come, or should we look for another? At that time, Jesus cured many of their diseases, sufferings, and evil spirits. He also granted sight to many who were blind. And Jesus said to them in reply, Go and tell John what you have seen and heard. The blind regain their sight, the lame walk, lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised, the poor have the good news proclaimed to them, and blessed is the one who takes no offense at me. The Gospel of the Lord. Today's first reading from Isaiah is rich and beautiful, and it got my heart thinking about, um, I don't know, big picture things. So one of my favorite quotes from the Catechism, uh, paragraph sixteen seventeen, says, "The entire Christian life bears the mark of the spousal love of Christ and the church, the entire Christian life, which means that the two highest solemnities, Christmas and Easter, are in their essence in their core. Um, nuptial in their character, right? meaning spousal, meaning a revelation of the love of God, a revelation of Christ as bridegroom, the church as bride, the great mystery that St. Paul talks about in Ephesians 5. For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife. The two shall become one flesh. This is a great mystery. But I speak in reference to Christ and the church that Christ doesn't simply like us he loves us like a bridegroom who wants to unite our nature to his nature which means that Christmas is a nuptial feast it's a nuptial solemnity it's it is the coming together of heaven and earth which is why in the coming days we're actually going to hear in the mass preparing us for uh, for Christmas we're going to hear from the song of songs which is not a book that we tend to hear in the church's cycle of readings we're going to hear that um Line, Hark, my lover comes, bounding across the mountains, leaping across the hills. He comes like a young stag. These are steamy words from the scriptures for, you know, 8 o'clock mass. But the church is trying to say, this is what's going on. Like, the love of God is rushing to you. The love of God is coming to you in Jesus. All of that was in the background of my mind when I was thinking about and praying about this first reading from Isaiah. This particular reading is very important in our church's rich tradition. This reading forms the introit, so like the entrance antiphon, the chanted entrance antiphon for an ancient mass, a traditional mass, called the Rorate Celi Mass. Rorate Celi, um, it's still often celebrated in, uh, in you know, parishes that celebrate the extraordinary form, the Latin Mass. Uh, we could do it here, you know, as a parish that celebrates the Novus Ordo Mass. Maybe next year we'll do it for Advent. But what is the Rote Celi Mass? So it's, it's a votive Mass in honor of the Blessed Mother that is celebrated on a Saturday early, early, early in the morning when it's pitch black, dark out, right? And it's only lit by candles. And as the Mass is going on, like, the sun is rising. So as the Mass unfolds, the light of the sun begins to fill the church and envelop the church. It's all this bombarding symbolism of the coming of the sun, the coming of the bridegroom. Like, the bridegroom comes forth like the sun coming from his chamber. All of these images, right? It's the dispelling of the darkness by the light. You also have all the symbolism of John the Baptist hidden in every candle, right? John the Baptist who said, I must decrease that he might increase. I always think about that. All of our candles are these little symbols of John the Baptist, who they give their light precisely by being burned up, by decreasing. So you got John the Baptist preparing for these little flickering lights, preparing for the blazing light of the sun. So much symbolism. It's so cool. It's great to be Catholic, right? All right. So you have this beautiful, beautiful Mass um, celebrated in the wee hours of the morning. And that entrance anaphon comes in from this first reading that we just heard from Isaiah. Let justice descend, O heavens, like dew from above. Think think of the personification. Think of justice. Jesus, I am justice. Like justice descend, O heavens, like dew from above. Like gentle rain, let the skies drop it down. Let the earth open and salvation bud forth. Let justice spring up. And then the psalm we just heard, also part of that Mass. Let the clouds rain down the just one and the earth bring forth a Savior. Okay. Notice, uh, notice how gentle the coming of the just one is. Like It's not compared to let justice descend like a thunderbolt. Let justice descend like a tornado. Let justice descend like gentle rain, like dew. It's so gentle. It's totally the opposite of all of those Greco-Roman scenes where the gods come to earth when there's effectively the rape of heaven, the rape of earth by heaven, right? Zeus taking a bride, raping her, impregnating her. Whatever the opposite of rape is, that's what the incarnation is. Like dew from above, let the earth open who is the earth? Who is the earth? If you were here at uh, the Behold uh, Our Mother event last Sunday that I did with Our Lady Guadalupe, remember the, tea, the, the brownish-tan color that she wears on her cloak is a symbol of the earth, right? It's Mary. It's humanity. Go back to Genesis, right? Adam, he's formed from the clay of the earth, And God breathes into his nostrils, he becomes a living being. Even the word Adam, the name Adam means, from Adama, meaning dirt man, earth man. Right? Let the earth open. What does Jesus say to that man who's deaf and mute and blind? Right? He spits and he touches his tongue. He says, be opened. Right? Jesus, in that very moment, is is living what Isaiah prophesied. Let the earth be opened to receive. Let the earth be open to receive. To receive what? The dew. Dew is so, <laughs> the this symbolism of dew is so powerful. It's so important. We don't want to miss it. You're going to hear me mention dewfall in just a moment, right? Let the Holy Spirit come down upon these gifts like the dewfall. The church could have chosen any image for that moment of the Eucharistic prayer, the descent of the Holy Spirit. But she chose dewfall. Why? Because Isaiah prophesied, like the dew from above, because when the bridegroom comes to the bride in the Song of Songs, he says, open to me, my sister, my bride. He's knocking on the door of her heart. Open to me, my sister, my bride. My head is damp with dew in the darkness of the night. See what's going on? Like It's just like, whew. The entire Christian life bears the mark of the spousal love of Christ and the church. And, and here we are caught up in the midst of it. Again, there's no ordinary mass. There's nothing ordinary about what we're doing. Let us be like that good earth, the good fertile soil that opens to receive the just one coming down. Amen.